Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Holden, and today I am joined by my very good friend, producer of the show, and uh, literally my brother, Milo. You paused for so long before trying to figure out what how to refer to me. Um, hello, I, it's me, Milo. I was here in the previous episode, I think. I don't remember what order these are happening on. Uh, yeah? Previous? Y- yeah, it'd be... It'd Word be up. The, so you already know yeah. me. You know what I'm like. How's it yeah. going? There was a there was a great episode that um got corrupted, eaten alive by audacity. I, Fucking sucks. I don't want to talk about it that much. <laughs> but Milo and I had a really good episode a little while ago where we talked about Tiffany Haddish and that that special is it was cursed. cursed. So we're gonna just let that one sit for a little while and then we'll come back to it. But today, but we today have. we are covering uh, Miss Pat's. So y'all want to hear something crazy? Available on Netflix. But before we get into that, Milo, what is your hyperfixation right now? So usually it would be some uh, like some form of like media that I'm currently consuming, but I think I've talked about the majority of them on the show so far, and some of them <laughs> I have to save because um, I'm going to be doing a, a billion of these. Uh, but most recently it has been sewing. I have what I have been calling a Fisher Price sewing machine because of the way it is about um, seven by seven <laughs> inches in each like in each sort of direction. It's like a it is like a like a three inch wide sort of thing. It is the smallest, like, it's literally like a sewing machine for babies. Like, you gift this to your nine-year-old. Yeah, baby's first sewing machine. And um, I bought it off of Amazon, I think, like, last year because I wanted to get into sewing, but I didn't want to buy a big machine if I didn't feel committed to it. So I bought this stupid rinky-dink little thing because it was pastel blue and I'm an idiot. Um... <laughs> So I bought it, and then I proceeded to sew a thousand and one things on it. So this uh, up- this upcoming month, I'm hoping to buy like a bigger and better sewing machine because it turns out I really fucking like sewing. I very recently finished like a re- like a Renaissance sort of medieval times cloak for our friend Katie, who is who masters the audio in these episodes. Hello, Katie, I our, love you. I our, hope you're enjoying your cloak. Our audio engineer. Our beautiful audio engineer. Um, that was the most recent project that I finished, and I really enjoyed doing it. So I'm I'm just making cloaks now. Just fucking making cloaks. I'm just gonna keep doing that. I think. So. Yeah. Why not? Keep making cloaks. That's what I've been up to. Good. How about some context, Holden? How about some context? Uh, so Miss Pat is an American comedian. Her name is Patricia Williams, but her stage name is Miss Pat. Uh, she is known for the Miss Pat show. She hosts the podcast, the Pat down with Miss Pat. That's pretty great. Um, she has been active since 2004. Sorry. Nope. 2002. I was reading a different line. Um, in 2002, uh, she started doing comedy, which was encouraged to her by her caseworker. Uh, and in 2006, her career, Jumped up. She moved to in, uh, Indianapolis. She she got her start at Morty's, which is a, a comic store in Indianapolis. Uh, 2015, she was in the ninth season of Last Comic Standing. She's appeared on a lot of popular shows and podcasts hosted by Kevin Hart, Mark Manon, Joe Rogan, Eddie If, Burt Kreischer... Joe, Joey Diaz, Bobby Lee, Ari Shafir. Um, she's very often on the Bob and Tom show. Uh, in 2017, she released her first stand-up album called Rabbit. In 2018, she appeared on the Netflix stand-up spirit series The Degenerates. Um, former, uh, not former, 
Tom, nope, Taylor Tomlinson, uh, who we've talked about on this show a few times, has been on The Degenerates as well. It's not a bad comedy special. It's like four or five comedians, and they do like 20 minutes, and they have it in like little episodes. I think Brad Williams did it as well. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, And in 2022, she released an hour-long Netflix special called Y'all Want to Hear Something Crazy. She's been keeping busy. She's been busy. Been mad busy. And then I'll just so. Let's just get right on into it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> let's just let's just fucking go for it. Let's just fucking go. Yeah. So, what did you think of this special overall? Um, I extremely enjoyed it. I extremely, extremely enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm not a dark humor person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the humor was very. This was very much dark humor. It, it was it was implicitly and specifically and on purpose dark. Yeah, I like that it was dark humor. I like that. Um, it, it it's it's kind of like a like a newer kind of shock comedy, if that makes sense. Like I've talked about on the show how like shock comedy came about like really hardcore um, in like the early to late 2000s and it sort of died out when like people like Bo Burnham became a lot more famous and you know comedy shifted towards more introspection than anything else um and of course there's like the basic form of comedy of like storytelling that has been around fucking since forever forever since forever um so I, I liked I liked it as well. Uh, it got some good laughs at me, but it 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 was also a special that got a lot of Jesus fucking Christ and <laughs> holy fucking shits out of me. Yeah, and I do like that. Even at the end, she even says like, you know, if you take away anything from tonight, you know, take away that. I wrote the I wrote the quote down. That, yeah, the one that you're talking about. It says, yeah. "Learn to take the darkest shit in your life and turn it into laughter, because that's how you know you have control over it." Which is like. True, like I've I've talked at length, and I will continue to because it's it's a comedy podcast about comedy, and I will keep this comedy uh, opinion is that anything can be funny. You just have to write a good enough joke about it, and then I usually follow that up with usually it takes the right perspective to write a good enough joke about things. So, you know, Miss Pat isn't. Oh fuck, we for, I forgot to do context. Okay, well I will have to stop recording real quick. Yeah. So, like, Miss Pat, she isn't making fun of, like, she's making fun of these situations, but she's been through these these kind of awful situations she's joking about. So, she quite literally has the perspective of going through, like, she talks about so many things that are like, wow, that's horrifically abusive. Yeah. And, and it's just like, but she made it funny because she lived it and she was able to look at it in a funny way and she was able to just sort of deal with it in that way there's also like absolutely truth to um being able to tell the story of something that had happened to you absolutely gives you agency over it especially if it is something that like happened quite a long time ago or you've made your peace with it or whatever and her specific method of like making peace with it is like turning it into laughter as she says right um like she like very clearly while she's telling all of these stories of like like these horrific things um she like demonstrates such um, absolute agency over the situation and the way that it has become like a part of her history because of the way that she is so like light and callous and um, carefree about the way she tells the stories. They're funny to her. Um, 
looking back, like, I'm sure there is, like, I'm sure she had to do some work to get to this point, but very clearly she's at a, at a place where, like, she has total control over how she feels about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, like, that, I think, is what, what like, the difference between, like, k- kind of tired and um, repetitive and common sort of shock comedy versus, like, this is shock comedy about me and my life, so you can't tell me shit about how to feel about it. Um, and you can't tell me shit about whether or not what I said here was polite because it's about me and my life and my experience. Yeah, it, it's it's what shock comedy should be because right. a lot of the time shock comics are just making fun of these horrible situations and it's more more and just often being than not shitty and racist about and other people, right? Yeah, like yeah. not uh, not even ever about one's own experience. Like I think the onus of shock comedy is that it isn't about you, which is why it's funny and shocking because oh he can't say that because of X Y Z. Like oh um, he shouldn't have said that. Ha ha ha! I don't know how to react to this right um but if it's actually someone that's like own experience like you can't tell them fucking shit about how to feel about that so that person lived through that yeah um and i think that that's like miss miss pat's strength here absolutely is being able to use these these really dark situations and turning it into something like just extremely funny um what i especially admired about her is that like all of the the entire special was about like all like many many dark things that had happened in her life like every single story every chunk of stories rather that she would tell had like a different through line of like and here's this next terrible thing that happened in my childhood like it was all kind of separated out in that way but i liked the smooth sort of transition she was able to make between like bit to bit to bit while also keeping through lines of um of the fact that, like, this is funny and this is my show and you're here and I don't know where you thought yeah. you were going, what you thought you were coming to see tonight if you are, like, weird or, like, pearl-clutching about it. Like, I don't know who you yeah. thought you were going to see. It's going to be this. Um, and she <laughs> had that attitude all the special, which is, yeah. I think, the exact right attitude to have considering our, the whole special was that, very intentionally. Oh, yeah. Um, it It's funny. It's, it reminds me of, like, um, you know, there, there are those memes. I don't know how, pro- like, if they're... It reminds me of those. I fucking can't string a sentence. My fucking today. god, dude! Um, Try again. I know, dude. What the fuck? It reminds me of those memes where it's like, oh, my friend is so like bubbly and happy, and then it's like, I just heard about his past, and it was like the most horrific thing <laughs> ever. Or like um, in the Puss in Boots movie, we gotta talk about this movie. This movie is great. Yeah, um, there's a character in it who's like super bubbly and very positive and like he's like oh funny story about like my parents and then he gives a horrible tragic backstory and he's laughing the whole time and it, it feels very reminiscent of of like that kind of stuff of right like, sometimes you just gotta accept that that shit sucked and you gotta find the the comedy in it well i don't think that character understood that that shit <laughs> well sucked. that character but i i do was, see yeah. the point you're making right, i right. don't think i don't think he knew <laughs> and i don't think anyone's ever gonna tell him either but i but I, I i get your point i do like it's the same sort of vibe of like you have to transform it into something workable for you because otherwise you'll have a breakdown yeah. um and you know the, granted most people still do even when they transform it into something workable like yeah. laughter because it's you know there's still pain underneath there right but I, I like that how much of it, like, very clearly this woman is, she is she is middle-aged, she has found peace with it, and she is just so funny with the way she goes about it. Fun fact about Miss Pat, this has nothing, just the fact that we're talking about this. I was waiting for her to bring it up in the special, and she doesn't. Um, she was in an episode of a show that Burt Kreischer was doing, and she was just talking about her life and how peppered it is. Miss um, Pat only has one nipple, apparently. <laughs> 
And you want to know, apparently, the reason she only has one nipple is because the other one got shot off of her. Off of her human body. Off of her human body. Damn. I don't remember the story exactly, but she, but she, someone was like, did you never want to like get certain, like now that you like can probably afford it, did you ever want to like get like surgery to get a new one? And this is what I, it stuck in my brain forever. <laughs> I will not forget what she said. Yeah. She said, nah, I didn't really see the need. Cause how many, how often are dudes picking up both titties and going for both nipples at the same time? And I was like. Oh my God, Miss Pat, you're my fucking hero. <laughs> she she literally was like, "Nah, one's enough." One's enough. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. And I just think that maybe, maybe that might be what is so good about Miss Pat is that she appears to just be a naturally funny person. Yeah, who has lived a really interesting life full of shit and trauma, and. You know, you write about what you know, and if you're a naturally funny person and all you know is traumatic shit, you're going to write some pretty funny dark humor. Right. And I think fucking Miss Pat does that splendidly. I found myself, like, either laughing or going, ah, holy shit, while still laughing. Yeah. Uh, For the majority of the special, uh, I will say that, like, she had very few sort of, like, big laugh-out-loud moments for Mm -hmm. me. Um, I think just because the majority of the humor, like, again, it was very dark and it was from a corner of culture that I'm not familiar with so like I don't have that sort of like camaraderie with her that I think would I would kind of need to really understand it um but like I um I found myself laughing or at least smiling for the majority of the special because of the way she told stories was just so charismatic yeah she was consistently entertaining throughout the entire special and that was really nice and refreshing because I feel like the last few episodes I've been on I've been bored out of my mind for right um but I wasn't bored this episode. The special itself didn't drag at all. It it felt like an hour, and it wasn't bad to get through. Yeah, I don't. I I had mentioned to Holden before the episode began because the most recent episode uh, we had recorded. I don't even remember what comedian it was, but I remember that I had asked uh, Griffin, who I recorded it with, to check the time twenty minutes in because I was so <laughs> absolutely bored to tears. So. It's been a while since um, since I think I've talked about this on the show, but in previous episodes, I've said, like, I've brought up how there have been specials where Griffin and I have been watching, and I've looked at him and been like, how much longer? It's the greatest insult I could give to someone. Yeah. It's like, I have already, I've only been experiencing this for 25 minutes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, like, I had said to Holden before the episode began, I was like, I need you to know that if I ask you to time check, that's an insult. Um, and it was like, yeah, we're, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've been so miserable thir- during a standup special where I've been like, how much more of this, yeah, much more of this I have fucking to take? Crap. Uh, but I didn't feel that way during this, this special, which is really lovely. Um, she, like I said, like she is so astoundingly charismatic. Um, oh yeah. I love the way she told every aspect of the story. And I also love the way that she would like make fun of the crowd for reacting in like whatever way they did, either like in solidarity or in pearl clutching or whatever. She had a lot of very funny reactions to the people in the audience, particularly the woman that she mistook for a man because she didn't have her glasses on. And then she just, she just started assuming this person eats pussy like a champ. <laughs> um, like that fucking rules. Like you just you don't know this person. I love that you just gave her that accolade. Congratulations, bitch. Whether true or not, it's a great accolade to have. A side pussy slayer at the comedy show. Um <laughs> absolutely amazing. My favorite little uh reaction 
she gave to one of the crowd members was there was a dude to her right. No, her left. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, who was like, you could hear him laughing. Like busting but, up. And she literally says like, can you spread some of that around <laughs> over to these people? Because she had just said some like something that was like, yeah. And that was in t- like some entire fucking Jesus Christ. Why can't I talk? Try it again. Can you spread some of that over here? She had just said something like really terrible about her past. And this dude found it so funny. And everyone else had that kind of moment of like, like oh my God. Ugh, yeah. And she, I love that she didn't get mad at everyone else. She was happy with this one dude and was like, can you tell them to start laughing, please? Yeah. Um, there's so many like bits in here that like stuck out to me because of the way that they were uh, just just really brilliantly told. I particularly love the the part about the emotional support animals, the quote unquote fake emotional support animals. Yeah, I remember her talking about the lady who tried to get like her short horse on the plane or whatever. Yeah. She she the specific line that really got me was like, "What's the copay on that thing?" <laughs> oh, funny stuff. That is that ain't is nobody really need no fucking emotional support short horse. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You're full that's, of shit. That's, you just don't want to like. It, she goes, there can't be that to, many people yeah. who need a friend. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. And it fucks with like the actual service animal things as well. Because some people like actually need help. A lot of people actually need like, service Like actually animals. need that help. And yeah. you're untrained Pomeranian. It's like, it's a nuisance. So you're like, throwing this untrained, yappy ass, pissed on my seat Pomeranian. It's like. Specifically for that one lady trying to get the short horse on the plane. You're crazy, girl. I what are you going to do? You strap that thing into the fucking seat? You're going to put his little, this little seatbelt buckle on there? Get the tray table down on the fucking short horse? Wh- Bam, get out of here. How, wh- that horse is going to stomp someone to death with his horse. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, I mean, that bit just killed me because I'm trying to imagine a short horse on a plane. I've been on a lot yeah, of fucking planes. Short horse on a plane is the name of my n- new mixtape. <laughs> short, <laughs> short horse on a plane is honestly a really a really funny visual in a comedy bit. But in real life, it's fucking not cool, man. Another one of her, like, bits. I, it wasn't even a bit. It was just, like, a sentence that I literally wrote down verbatim because it really fucking got me. was two things you cannot stop kids from doing these days. Is being is one smoking weed and two being gay. Um, <laughs> yep. Amazing fucking line, Miss Pat. If Absolutely. I could tattoo this on me, my, my I would. It is so good. Absolutely. Um, I love that she then immediately used that to like talk about like her uh, a child of hers that smokes weed and a child of hers that is gay. Like she immediately had stories for both of these things. <laughs> she made this statement like full like like full ass was like here's a statement I'm correct and here's why <laughs> I'm gonna give you two fucking examples from life I'm gonna pull from the fucking text and show you here's my thesis here's my development plan <laughs> and immediately talks about her smoking weed son and her her being gay daughter um extremely good I, every single time she made a statement that like I full ass agreed with she immediately had a story that corresponded with it <laughs> and like full like I itch, I don't know I was impressed with and there was never a single moment where she like made a statement that was like out of pocket that she did not immediately have to she immediately backed that shit up Miss <laughs> Pat knew what she was fucking on um she had just words for everything <laughs> she had evidence she had research done and ready All right, with that, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to cover our favorite and least favorite bit. 
ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. <laughs> Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend Funny Stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review Funny Stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend Funny Stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny Stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least... Check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. It's done. And we're back. Hello. Do you think there is an alternate universe where there are bananas that eat people, and when the people have bruises, they cut the bruises off? No. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> so, Milo, what was your least favorite bit? I, I don't know. It might have been the one that just happened. Oh, that's <laughs> oh no. I was so di- I was I was I need you to know I imagined what that would look like, and that is that is what made that difficult for me. Um, I imagine like a person that looked like with like bullet holes. Um, anyways, so there's it's kind of what it would look like, right? Um, it's just like bruises. My least, uh, would you ask my least favorite bit or my most favorite bit? Your least favorite bit. My least favorite. I don't think I had like a particular least favorite like bit. I don't think anything stuck out in my brain as just like a straight up unfunny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I certainly didn't write it down. I was taking notes through the entire special. Um, I definitely think that there were some bits that made me a little more uncomfortable than others, but I think that that's fine. And I can't necessarily write those down as un, like not being good just because yeah. they made me uncomfy. Yeah. Because um, I still think that everything that she said, all of her jokes were very brilliantly told. So I don't know. I don't think I have a least favorite. I, in all honesty, I also don't think I have a least favorite. And it's for very similar reasons. It's like, I was, if I wasn't laughing, I was smiling the whole time. Um, And even the stuff that like made me go like Jesus fucking Christ or holy fucking shit. Um, it still made me like laugh. Right. Like it was a laugh. It was those words were mixed in with laughter, right? Um, 
yeah, she's a really solid comedian. She's got a really good um, cadence. She's just kind of, she feels very naturally funny. It doesn't feel like she's telling the stories for the first time ever, but it, it feels like there's not a single, like, exaggeration in any of her stories. Right. What was your favorite bit? Um. Oh, God, there's a couple that that really, really got me. Um. I think the part... <laughs> so I mentioned this when we were on, like, our brief break, but I really... She, she mentioned... Um, how she really thought it was very beautiful how white families adopt black kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she had also gone on to mention how, like, black parents don't adopt white kids because they have to then buy what she calls lubriderm lotion <laughs> um, because of, like, how white skin is just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit uh, more pathetic. So you know, It you sucks. You have to be a little bit more uh, specific about the things you put on it. I dunk my body every summer. I dunk my body in a 50-gallon drum of... 10,000 SPF sunscreen, <laughs> and then I still sometimes And then burn. you still become a little lobster. Yeah. Um, and I just really love the way that she w- went on to demonstrate, sort of, uh, not demonstrate, just kind of explain the differences between those sorts of things. Um, and specifically, she called, uh, <laughs> she called, like, adopting, like, white kids, like, you better get yourself to that white trash auction. <laughs> and, <laughs> one, exceedingly dark, but two, very funny. It's just a funny visual. Just a very funny way to to, to, to frame what is already such a difficult sort of situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, white trash auction. What a, what a sentence. What a phrase. Yeah, white trash auction is a fucking, that's, um, a, that's a sentence. I, don't, I just, it, it got me. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to hear those words. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> My favorite bit, honestly, is probably when she was talking about um, her gay daughter. It was just like, it was dumb, but it was funny. And the way that like she talked about her daughter was really funny. My favorite part was when, um, when she said like, oh, right after my daughter came out, I was talking to one of my friends and she had said, uh, oh, Miss Pat, you're probably so embarrassed that your daughter, you know, I, I would be so embarrassed if I were you. Like, I bet you're so embarrassed. And Miss Pat was like, bitch, <laughs> your daughter is a hoe. My daughter knows where her dicks are at. <laughs> and then, like, it was a callback to an earlier uh, a joke about how every gay woman has the same thing in her closet. It's which the dick is, box. It's the dick box, and it's always in the upper left-hand corner of Everything the closet. Everything she said about her daughter and her daughter being gay and just knowing about the dick box and the things that are in it, uh, just exceedingly funny because very clearly, like, this woman d- is not about that life but is very funny right. about how she now knows about that life. Yeah. Um, extremely funny. Milo. Yes. Out of ten, dick boxes. <laughs> out of ten, dicks in the box. What would... <laughs> What would you give Miss Pat's Y'all want to hear something crazy? I I had a really fucking fun time. Uh I think like an 8. Um I think that like the I think the humor was like really brilliant. I think that she was very charismatic. I think that she had me consistently smiling the entire time. There weren't there there really weren't a lot of like huge laugh out loud moments for me, which I think was what would bring that score a little bit higher. Um but I I just I can't deny that she is like a, a very very talented comedian. I really really liked this special. So I think an 8. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree. I'd go a little bit lower. Um 
I'd probably say like a seven and a half for me personally. Okay. Um, Splitting hairs for I, sure. I always do this. Okay. Have you listened to this show? I always go like, yeah, I give it like a... 7.2567. Like I've done that a few times <laughs> to fuck with Griffin and it really fuck it, it annoys him. Um, yeah, I, I have very similar feelings. Um, I was entertained throughout most of it. All of it. Um, and... But there weren't really a ton of moments that made me like die laughing. Yeah. Like nothing that like brought tears to my eyes. I was laughing so hard. Right. Like I took a lot of notes on like individual jokes that I thought were like pretty funny or like pretty good or stuck out to me in some way. But like, right. like I didn't really have, you know, even my, even my um, most favorite bit that I had picked, like I just, I just remembered it the most clearly. Um, but it didn't make me laugh particularly harder than the other ones. I just, I just remembered more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go. Hold in. What funny this week? So. What funny? What is funny this week? What that funny? is a That is a great question. What funny? Um, so I work at a movie theater. Uh, it's a running joke on this podcast now. Um, I work at a movie theater, and which means I work with a lot of um, real interesting people. And I also have to deal with a lot of real interesting people in my day-to-day life there. So we have this new hire. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's 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 kind of an idiot. Um, yeah, dude. He tries a little too hard. Like he's he's he is the epitome of like good at school stuff. No fucking common sense at all. Yeah, we're... like he's a bright kid. Like very clearly a bright kid. No common sense. He gets yelled at at work all the time because he's just on his phone, and it's like mm-hmm. just spend a little less time online. Um. The thing about this kid, though, is that he picks fights, not like real fights, but like he picks little arguments with people. And he just decided the other night to just get into an argument with literally everyone on staff and all separate arguments that like culminated at one. And I felt a little bit bad for him because everyone was just like shit talking to him. And then he was doing the dishes. And I was like the only one that like he didn't pick a fight with. And then I had just asked him, why didn't he roll his sleeves up? Yeah. Um, He had, like, a button down on. So he rolled his sleeves up as far as he could without unbuttoning his cuffs. I was like, why didn't you button your, why didn't you, like, why didn't you roll your sleeves up? He's like, I did. This is as far as I'll go. I was like, you can unbutton them. He's like, I I don't really care. And then he started fighting with me. And I was like, what? (laughs) At a certain point, I was like, I'm just trying to keep you from getting your sleeves wet. And he's like, here's, here's what I think about that. And he just dipped his whole arm into one of the sinks. And I just looked at him and I was like, what did that accomplish? And he was like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you see what you fucking did, bro? Like, (laughs) that that like was, I was like, I'm not affected by that at all. Griffin does this. Why would you do that? (laughs) Griffin and you do this. Um, that's amazing, though. I love that he immediately recognized that he uh, accomplished literally zero things. He actually he actually lost some things. Because, like, I think it was because I didn't, like, I didn't laugh at him. I didn't, like, call him stupid. I, I feel like it was very much a parental moment. Right. In that moment of just, like, like arms crossed. Well, what did that accomplish? What did that accomplish? For two seconds, you became the dad. And, and he was like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Um, that's fucking amazing. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, or 
random pictures of your dog that you'd like to send us, go ahead and email us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, funny, uh, funny stuff pod underscores between funny underscores between the words uh, on Instagram. You'll get updates on the show, what specials we're doing the week. Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll have uh, fun clips from the episodes as like little commercials. Uh, Milo, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Milo.town or at Manic Milo Makes. Uh, Milo.town is my main Instagram. Um, I, I'll, you'll see a lot of cosplay and a lot of very pretty lighting. And Manic Milo Makes, um, you'll see me post once every blue moon about a new stupid thing I learned how to make, made once, and then never made again. <laughs> so, um, if that's the kind of content you're into, hit me up, baby. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Donut underscore Daddy. Uh, I tweet stupid shit sometimes. Sometimes I tweet hot takes about Skyrim. <laughs> um, got a little, got a little hate for that one. Um, and you could also find a uh, my poetry project on Instagram. It's uh, at poetry pity party underscores between each of the words. Uh, and with that, once again, thank you so so much for listening, and we will see you next time on the Clown Show. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.